Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Christopher Hahn. He is the host of the Aggressive Progressive. He also hosts a syndicated radio show and works as a political consultant and attorney based in New York. I love him. He's been on the show multiple times. He goes on Fox. He smacks them down. He's so great. Now, before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash start me up. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash start me up. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Please enjoy my conversation with Chris Hahn. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Well, it's always great to be here, Kimberly. It's good to have you here today. Are you watching right now? The hearings are happening. Have you seen any of it? I watched the first hour, and then I got on the phone with you. <laughs> so, um, so far, what I mean, we've... When we when we planned this, I guess we didn't think that this would be happening midday. <laughs> well, yeah, and it kind of sucks that they're doing it at one. One is really interrupting. It's so funny. My boyfriend is also a podcaster, and he, he was like... He, I mean, he was kind of joking, but it's like, don't they know that people podcast in the middle of the afternoon and they shouldn't well, do it? <laughs> you know, the beautiful thing is that there will be wrap-ups yes, of all course. day. I'll be doing some of them, so I'm going to have to figure out what happened. <laughs> uh, I'm on, like, two different networks tonight. So wow, look at you. It's going to be okay. What networks are you on? I'll be on Fox Business, which oh, wow. I know most people here probably won't listen to, and I'll be on <laughs> News Nation, which is a brand new one. Not to be confused with Newsmax. News Nation right. is very different. Okay, <laughs> so. very cool. Well, um, so yeah, Rusty Bowers, the um, uh, what's his what's his title? He is the he's the Speaker, Speaker of, of the, the House. House of Representatives yeah. of Arizona. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think Bill Maher would call him Republican classic. Interesting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, like, I think that's the, a good a, yeah. a guy who's probably got some ideas that are very different than ours, right. but also believes that the Constitution and voting are important and you don't just break the law because you can't. Yeah, exactly. So you've watched his testimony. He was actually quite amazing in that, you know, it, yeah, because it, he it was, was classic. It was, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> it you is. could see that the guy's heartbreaking. It was heart was breaking. Yeah. And that he actually shares some of the same fears that you and I probably share yeah. about what was going down then. And, uh, you know, I'm reading between the lines of what this guy's saying. And it, it just says to me that we got a real problem. Mm -hmm. There are more rusty bowers in the world mm -hmm. that are not going to stand up. And again, you know, I get I get a lot of heat for this. Uh, I don't believe every Republican in America is an evil human being. Right. I disagree with them on a lot of things. Yeah. But they have deeply held beliefs for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, what I have a problem with are people who are willing to just be lawless for the sake of power. Yeah. And that's what we really need to be focused on as progressives and Democrats in this country in the years ahead. Uh, it can't be these purity tests that we see happening uh, in, you know, you know, AOC here in New York City, having purity tests with Eric Adams. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Eric Adams and what he represents is more electable nationally than what AOC represents. And mm -hmm. I'm not against what AOC represents. But AOC should not be attacking Eric Adams. She should be concerned about the future of the freaking republic and how do we build a broader coalition, not catering 
to our extreme leftist ideas. And, and I'm not saying her ideas are wrong or bad or anything else. But you know what? You're not going to get a majority of Americans to rally around that right now. We have an incremental system in this mm -hmm. country which has served us well, and we need to to work towards towards uh, towards improving things through it. Yeah, I totally understand, and I get what you're saying, and and I agree with it because I feel like, and I do really like AOC, but yeah, so do I, mean, I. The, I love her. Yeah, the idea is that we can't, we are incremental, and just because people don't like that doesn't mean that it's going to change because they don't like it. It is what it is. We live in this really divided country. It's been divided before. It's been just as divided before. It's pretty fucking bad right now. But right. yeah, we're not going to get anywhere by just, you know, I mean, it was the idea of with Bernie Sanders, who I was for in his initial run, it was like burning it all down and then what? It's not automatic progressivism. You don't just oh, automatically yeah, you get it down and you got Donald Trump. I yes, mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, Susan Sarandon said yeah. it. She yeah. she would not be supporting Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. and she figured that the revolution would come after Trump. Well, she right. was wrong. <laughs> That's not what happened. Right. And what has happened is we are in a bad place, and we had four years of Trump, four years of lawlessness. He encouraged lawlessness. He embedded lawlessness in the other party. Now, you know, Donald Trump is calling guys like this Rusty Bowers who was an elected official in 1992. Donald Trump became a Republican in 2012. Mm -hmm. He's calling this guy a rhino. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. You know, Donald Trump did not stand right. for traditional Republican values no. to my Republican friends. <laughs> this is a guy who had married five times, had five, three times, had five kids from three different women, slept with prostitutes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you're telling me that he represents traditional Christian family value yeah, right. and conservatism? <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. And now you got the Texas state legislature, you know, passing rules where they, they're, they're both Trumpist and evangelical craziness, mm -hmm. where they're going to be like, we don't believe elections are real and uh, we don't like gays either. Pick yes. one. Yes. You're either, you know, pick one. Uh, are you a Trump Republican or are you a, you know, uh, evangelical Republican? You can't be both. Yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, it's like I really just don't get the log cabin Republicans. I mean, okay, I, I get it to a point. Well, it's a very, Kimberly, it's a very small cabin. There's I know. like three people in it, <laughs> and they're all very wealthy. They are, it's, it's a very nicely appointed cabin with three extremely rich gay people who really don't care about anything else but money. Well, that's true. Um, but it's just the idea. It's like, how can you be, whether you're three people or 30 people or whatever, a group of people who are saying, okay, yeah, we're going to go ahead and support the Republican platform when they're calling our lifestyle abnormal, which is yeah. not, and they're calling it a choice, which it's like, you know, I love the question, when did you become, when did you decide to become heterosexual? Right. Because it's Nobody's like, ever asked me that. yeah, exactly. Nobody decides to be gay. You're just gay, or you're right. not gay. And it is not. It isn't abnormal. It's all over the fucking place. And you know, in out. I mean, sea creatures. You know, even with sea creatures, but out. You know, in wild animals, there's all kinds of homosexuality, and and it's like it's not abnormal. So it's just the fact that you would have this group of people referring to you who you're supposed to be re supporting is abnormal, is insane. And then I'm yeah. going to add to that. I just want I just had to throw that out there. But, you know, there was the Supreme Court decision today. It struck down a main program that does not allow public funds to go to schools that promote religious instruction. So now it's this kind of we're going. Somebody made a comment on Twitter that they want to get rid of public schools so that they can have, you know, 
um, private schools that teach Christianity specifically. Do you think that this new law is going to, we're going to see any kind of emergence of like, you know, Muslim schools? Because I, I know like there's the House of Satan is trending and I think I know why. I think it yeah. has to do with that. I what mean, do you think is going to happen? I, I mean, maybe, but, uh, you know, obviously uh, the Catholic schools and the other parochial schools uh, have a head start mm -hmm. and will have uh, an advantage in seeking these state funds. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's extremely ex upsetting what's happening. What do you think overall, like, you know, aside from the details, which we'll get into more, some, some of the details in a minute, but just in the general sense, when you're looking at what's happening and you, I know you just said we're in trouble and we are, but like we are. how much trouble, how, how, how dire is it? And then, and then how, are, can we overcome this? Well, we're going to get clobbered in the midterms. Really? You uh, think we no will? There's no way to... Even if, they, even if they... Um, well, here's what... If you... I, I mean, I do believe that we can hold on to the Senate. And I think that things like the January 6th investigations and Roe v. Wade being overturned will assist us in holding the Senate. And it's mm -hmm. very possible we'll hold the Senate. But, you know, it's funny. I had this conversation yesterday about why we didn't pick up more seats in uh, in 2020. And the reason for that is very simple. Defund the police. Mm -hmm. Oh, that I agree. one statement probably cost us two seats in the Senate and 20 seats in the House. Mm -hmm. And that one statement, which was, in my opinion, the dumbest thing mm -hmm. ever uttered by anyone in politics in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even help the cause they were trying to accomplish. Right. If you would have said, let's reform policing, mm -hmm. you would have had all sorts of people in favor of that. Mm -hmm. Let's end uh, you know, uh, profiling in policing. You go down the list of things you want to change. Even if you look at what they want to change in their own movement in policing, mm -hmm. you can get a broad coalition of people to support that defund the police should never have been uttered I and agree. the republicans painted every democrat mm -hmm. with that statement yes and it didn't even apply to most of the people who lost it didn't apply at all mm -hmm. because the people who lost were in swing seats and moderate seats mm -hmm. but the republicans painted every democrat with that right. and they said you know what we better be and people security public safety that is something that is a prerequisite for government. Mm -hmm. It is not something you get to pick and choose if you want to do. It's a prerequisite, right? And we allowed that statement to define Democrats mm -hmm. in 2020. And that is why we, you know, it's why we can't get anything passed in the Senate because we got two people blocking us. We wouldn't have to worry about them. Mm -hmm. It's why we have a very slim majority in the House, puts us in a worse position for 2022 than we should be in. And quite frankly, they're going to try it again. Mm -hmm. And that's why I see this intra-party battle going on in New York City. Uh, and you're probably not aware of it because you're not in New York politics. I am Between not. AOC and Eric Adams. And I say to myself, you know, I mean, it's not going to do us any good. Mm -hmm. You know, you want New York City to be, you know, the leading edge of all these things. It'll just be used around the country to crucify Democrats just the way the situation in Portland is being used to crucify, you know, was used to crucify right. Democrats. Yeah. You can't have that. You got to be for law and order. In fact, 
the communities of color in this country demand it as well. So yeah. it's not something, you know, they don't want to see their kids singled out because mm-hmm. of the color of their skin. They don't want to see them profiled. And of course, you want to see reforms and things like that. But you don't want to just end it because that would be worse. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there was a couple of different things I saw. Number one on Twitter, you know, was somewhere on Twitter. Somebody said, go tell, you know, old people in Florida, ask them what they think to fund the police means. Right. And, and, and that's exactly the whole point of it. And then I've also seen, you know, activists say, leave it to the activists to come up with the slogans. And I'm sorry, you can't because there are there are people that are trained in psychology and understanding, you know, human psyche. Those are the people who need to be figuring out our slogans. So they have it on the right. They're very good with it on the right. They got a guy named Frank Lyons yes. who comes up with all their slogans. Yeah. He's excellent at it. Yeah, he and is. you know what? We need to be doing that on this side. The problem is we're not really organized. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't right? understand and, and why we can't some get that shit done. 25-year-old kid with you know a million Twitter followers comes up with a slogan, and that becomes the freaking slogan. Right. And I'm sorry, that 25-year-old kid who came up with Defund the Police is an imbecile. Because quite frankly, it's something that needs to be explained. Right, and in yes. politics, if you are explaining, you, you are losing. Yeah, yeah. And we lost that debate. Mm-hmm. And every Democrat in the country needs to be forceful mm-hmm. in calling that idiocracy. Because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not even something you can mince words about. The defund the police movement was a failure. Mm-hmm. It has hurt the party. It has hurt progressives. It has endangered the republic going forward. Not because of, of what it stood for, but because Republicans were able yes. to use it and turn it around on us. Just because it was seats. it wasn't effective as far as the way it's it was literally words and the way the words were put together. You just it's like you said, as soon as you start having to explain it, you lose. And for anybody out there who's like holding on to that, my my thing is is that this is not people saying, No, you're wrong and it's just about you're wrong. It's about strategy. And, right. and there, there's in politics, you have to have a certain kind of strategy and you have to, even if you don't necessarily like where it's coming from, you could say the same thing. You could, if we could, you know, we, I know... we were in a position last summer in, in the summer of 2020 to actually get some real reforms in policing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that slogan it damaged that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because people were like outraged over George Floyd. Yeah. They were outraged over what they were seeing. And they would have absolutely put together some real change in policing until that. And that's what screwed it up. And that is overreach by young, mm-hmm. well-meaning, mm-hmm. but young, inexperienced people who are not political professionals, who think that everybody thinks like their followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they are wrong. Yes, and I think so many of us especially because of Twitter and social media and how it works out. We have to understand that, yeah, of course we're going to have an emotional reaction to things that happen in the news. And and we're going to have a certain moral compass where that's, you know, where it's concerned. And and so we all get locked into, you know, again, if there's somebody out there who's listening to the show who's really like, yeah, we need to say defund the police because of what it means. Understand this is not an attack on you. Understand that we're we're saying that we need a better strategy in order to win. Because if we, if, if the slogan that means well causes us to lose, is it worth it? It is not worth it. Very clear. Kimberly, you get nothing without power. 
Right. All of your goals, all of your ideas are worthless without power. Mm -hmm. Right. Hillary Clinton had a piece. I think it was in the Financial Times. She did an interview uh, earlier this week. And she pointed out anything that's not going to help us win needs to be on the back burner. Yes. Until we get out of this period that Mm -hmm. we're in right now. And, and I know that that strikes people as harsh. It does. But, you but know, the it's the truth. Is the, the results are, you know, the Texas GOP platform becomes the national policy mm-hmm. in 2026 mm-hmm. if we don't win in 2024. So, you know, what's your what's your options? Here? Your options are pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. You know, get you know, get your cola. You know, Republicans, particularly evangelical Republicans, Republicans for the last 40 years have put most of their craziness on the back burner because mm-hmm. they had a very simple goal. Take power, change the court. Such a good abortion, point. Yeah. Right? That was their goal. Mm-hmm. They and, and there were people within the party that made a devil's bargain with people like Donald Trump, with people like George W. Bush, who they didn't particularly trust, where they basically said, leave me alone on everything else. I'll give you the courts. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. They gave them... Donald Trump, it was as clear as day with Donald Trump, but it existed for both George W. Bush and George Herbert Walker Bush. Yeah. Those right-wing people did not like them that much, particularly the father. They didn't trust him at all because he was very much not mm-hmm. an evangelical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they gave him his support because he gave them the courts. Mm-hmm. And he did. And two of his justices are two of the most conservative mm-hmm. on the Supreme Court, right? They are people he put on there. And he did that for them. Donald Trump, it was clear as day. Mm-hmm. He said, give me a list of people you want on the court, and yeah. I'm, I'm in with that deal. Right. And there you have it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this. Now, you, you're saying we're going to get clobbered, at least in the House. Um, yes. and, and I'm not arguing or I'm not telling you that you're wrong or anything like that. But, of course, it's not what I want to hear. It's not what anyone wants to hear. So what about – now, I have – like a theory that when they strike row down, I think that's going to be, and obviously we're dealing with gerrymandering. So we've got that, but we've also got gerrymandering that benefits the Democrats. So we've got not, not enough. There's not no, enough. it's not it's, enough. It's, it's, a it's, net, not, it's a net like 20 seat pickup for Trump for, uh, for Republicans. But do you think that the specifically, because it's like, I can just look at my own anecdotal situation and say, if I'm a 22 year old girl right now, and I'm not paying attention at all, not at all. And then I find out, because I can guarantee you there's a lot of 22-year-olds right now who didn't hear that this is leaked. I think a lot of them have heard it, but I think a lot of them still don't even know right now right, that this is right. going to go down. And you know, some of the young people that I've spoken to who are, are aware of it are fired up politically where before they didn't give a shit. And I was one of those people who just didn't give a shit. I, everything was pretty much easy for me as you know, a 22-year-old woman. I could go to Planned Parenthood. I could get birth control. I, did, you know, I could go out and get a job. I could go vote. So I didn't feel like my life was anyway, you know, in danger or anything like that. So I just didn't pay attention. I can guarantee you if I found out that the Supreme Court was, you know, going to take down Roe when I was 22 and then on top of that go for my birth control afterward, I would have absolutely, you know, lived at the fucking polls. So I'm wondering, do you think that the Roe v. Wade specifically is going to push anything in a direction toward yeah, the Democrats. I, mean, I think it helps us with the Senate. Okay. Because I think it's more of an issue in the Senate, right? The House doesn't have much of a role in appointing Supreme Court justices. Right. 
Uh, and again, I think gerrymandering is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna it's gonna knock the Democrats out of power in the House for sure. Um, I think that six dollar a gallon gas, five dollar a gallon gas, gas, eight uh, percent inflation is a killer uh, for Democrats across this country. I think you're going to see some seats flip that you don't expect to flip. Hmm. You might see some state races, some local races that that are surprising, to say the least. Um, I'm concerned here in New York, frankly, not not for our senator. I, I think my former boss Chuck Schumer will win hands down, but it'll be a closer than you think. Uh, uh, um, gubernatorial race and some of the other offices uh, could be very close. So uh, I think she'll win. I think uh, I think the Democrats will hold on to the seat, uh, the governor's mansion in New York. But it is a it's going to be closer than you think. And but I do think that in some states where there are going to be highly contested Senate races, like in uh, Pennsylvania, for example, where you know. They have a very weak Republican candidate, a candidate who's easy to to hit, uh, Dr. Oz, Dr. Oh, Jersey, right. as yeah, they're calling yeah. him. Uh, <laughs> I think that this uh, Roe v. Wade thing will be actually very important. Hmm. I think in uh, you could see it be important in other states in the union. So you, you'll have a chance for the Democrats to maybe pick up two seats and maybe hold on to Georgia. I mean, I think Georgia, they nominated, you know, the worst possible Republican yeah. who can't really speak in public yeah. without making a fool of himself, frankly, right. uh, who has lied a thousand times. I don't know how Republicans could support him. Um, wouldn't even show up to the Republican primary debates. How's he going to do against Raphael Warnock, right. who you know, is a brilliant orator yeah. and, and extremely intelligent? Uh, uh, you know, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to want to show up to those either. Hmm. But it's a lot harder to duck those. Right. So uh, there's some consequences to that. So you, know, you might win. You might hold that seat. You might win in pennsylvania uh you might win in other places where you know you, you see you see guys like mark kelly holding on in arizona because of this but the house uh you know the house is going to be a nightmare um you know d plus eight seats are in jeopardy if you right. ask me right so Oy. let alone let alone let alone clear toss-up seats wow all right well we have to take a quick break and we will be back after this message Hey everybody, this is Kimberly. Just reminding you, if you're not already a patron of the show, please visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Take a look at the front page. You'll see all the different tiers that I offer. You'll see all the amazing guests that I've interviewed. Take a look, see what works for you, and sign up. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash startmeup. Okay, we're back. Um... What would you say your overall so far? I mean, I, I don't know how many more we have because I think they added another day of hearings, public hearings. Um, what is your takeaway from these hearings so far? That this is a big problem that is not yet resolved. Hmm. And that Trump is without a doubt a criminal. And I think, you know, you saw the ABC News call, poll over the weekend. Fifty six percent of mm-hmm. Americans think he should be charged. Yeah. That doesn't bode well for his 2024 prospects. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a uh, you know you got to have more people like Rusty Bowers, right? Yeah, like John Raffensperger, mm-hmm. who you know show up and say, "Yeah, I'm a Republican. I supported the guy, but he asked me to break the law, and I said no. I said, you know, I'm going to follow the Constitution, and you're a criminal. And and if you listen to him, I mean, look, he didn't come right out and call the guy a criminal. Right. He said, the guy asked me to break my oath. Right. And I wasn't going to do that. And because, you know, look, 
you know, and he quoted Ronald Reagan and what Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan said about the peaceful transfer mm-hmm. of power. You know, it, it's just, you know, it is one of the most beautiful things about America that this man tried to destroy mm-hmm. for his own personal psyche. And, you know, for Republicans around this country to continue to kowtow mm-hmm. to that, you know, really little man. He's a little man. Yeah. It, it is. It's shocking and disturbing. So, yeah, I am. Uh, my takeaway is that this was a lot more coordinated than we originally thought. I right. think the situation with the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers uh, leaving the rally before Trump even got there so that they could probe mm-hmm. the defenses of the Capitol to see where would be the best part for them to invade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, meanwhile, the Oath, I don't know if it was the Oath Keepers or the Proud Boys, they're guarding Roger Stone, the president's main political advisor. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to know what was really going on here. I'm surprised we haven't seen it. Now, I know there'll be more hearings, and I know that mm-hmm. in the fall they'll come back and they'll come back with their full report. Mm-hmm. And that'll be in the public eye. Right. And clearly the public's paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of how does this register? Yeah. You know, how does this, you know, again, gerrymandering is going to cost the seats no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what happens in these swing seats? Does it help? I don't know. I just hmm. don't know. And that's, and, and I don't think it does in the house. Um, you know, I think in the Senate, it's a bigger, broader game, with, mm-hmm. uh, more competition and all these things matter more. So. Wow. Um, as far, okay, let me, I had a question and of course it slipped out of my head, so I'm going to try to remember it again, but, um, well, I know, well, actually I have two things that are swimming and okay, I'm just going to go with one of them and I just have to say this because it was bugging me, but last week, uh, is his name Ludig or Ludig? I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, um, who testified last week and he spoke very slowly. Um, yes, and, and I will, the judge. the judge and I will, and he's very conservative. He was Ted Cruz's mentor. So, um, but you know, what he basically said was that Trump allies and supporters, not just people who work with Trump, but the people who support Trump in general are a threat to this, to to our democracy. But I I just want to point out though, that, you know, he spoke slowly. And when I was listening to him, I was just thinking because he would say like three words at a time and he would pause. And I was, I was becoming impatient. I didn't mock him, but I was just like, why is he only saying three words at a time? So then, you know, everybody's making fun of him or mocking him or complaining. And then, and then there were rumors on the internet that he either had a speech impediment or he had suffered a stroke. And so I realized I need, I thought, you know what? I'm just, I'm being an asshole. I need to not worry about how fast he's speaking. And, you know, and so I like other people when people were, I would see somebody complaining, I'd say, well, I heard he had a stroke. So it came out that he did not. He said no, he on Twitter. Like he's been a judge forever, and he's like, right. I'll speak at my own pace. Screw you. Yes, <laughs> but I, but I want to point out to everybody who um, said, and, and, and I was part of it, because I, had just, I, I said that's what I heard, but how would, like, I thought to myself, how would I feel if there was this rumor that I had a stroke when I never had a stroke. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we, we need to, not only do we need to be better when it comes to, you know, whether it's making fun of them, somebody for speaking slowly, we need to A, not jump to conclusions. And we, yeah, just because some guy on Twitter said, I heard this thing. So, you know, I mean, well, I, I just well, want to be clear. I, I will tell you this about federal district court judges, because um, I, I clerked. And my judge told me this joke. He goes, what's the difference between God and a federal district court judge? And the difference is, is that God doesn't believe he's a federal district court judge. 
Pops. Okay. So, you know, That's these so guys, funny. they go at their own pace. Yeah. They say their own things. This is a here's the thing that bothers me about him. And not, it's not really bothering me about him. It's bothering me about Republicans uh-huh. in general. And not all Republicans. Like I said, the wacky Trump Republicans. This is a guy who was revered among conservatives his entire career. Yeah. Up until last week. Right. Basically. Yeah. Right? And 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 now he's a rhino. Mm -hmm. This guy, you know, like thirty, you know, fifty years of espousing conservative principles from the bench and in teachings and in writings. Now he's a rhino for what? Because he believes that the Constitution should be followed, yeah, which right. should be the basis to be involved with politics yeah. in America. We should all have that as a base of where we start, right? We mm-hmm. start with the rule of law, mm-hmm. and then we can then determine our issues and how we stand on different things. So, you know, Donald Trump, who has been, uh, you know, who has been a Republican since 2012, <laughs> right? Is t- is now determining mm-hmm. guys like that rhino. to be yeah. a rhino. <laughs> guys like you know Bo Bowers to be a rhino. Yeah. Why? Because they won't break the law, destroy the nation, basically mm-hmm. destroy 240 years of peaceful transfers of power, just to support that fat piece of garbage. <laughs> and yes, I'm fat shaming him. Yes, everybody who got on me on Twitter because over the weekend when Joe Biden fell off his right. bike, I tweeted out, at least Joe Biden can see his feet. Yes, I was fat shaming Donald Trump. You know why I was fat shaming him, Kimberly? For one simple reason. Because like all would-be dictators, yeah. Donald Trump likes to say he is a virile physical specimen. Yes, exactly. And he is not. (laughs) Okay? And we should point that out. Yeah. Because it's another lie that he tells us. You look at these idiots with these Trump flags with a picture of Trump looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 1980s. Right, exactly. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay? I've known Donald Trump since the 90s he's never looked like that <laughs> no never never <laughs> well and i think that's an interesting point because what you're doing i mean you're calling it fat shaming but really you know this guy's saying i'm so virile i'm so virile i mean he doesn't say that but that's what he likes oh, he people does. to he think well that. that's true he, he does say, say that he that's says he those does. exact things <laughs> so what we're doing is saying no you're not virile you are fat which is not in itself a shame it, no. it, it is, and, and, and if you're going to make fun of Joe Biden for falling off a bike right. that he rode for two hours and got his, you know, look, I, I have those clipping pedals. Yeah, I know. I We've all fallen fall off, off of a bike. <laughs> right? I don't fall off while I'm driving fast. I fall off when I'm at a light. Right. And I forget to clip out. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's very embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna get on Joe Biden for that. I'm going to let you know that at least he could see his freaking feet. <laughs> The other guy can't. <laughs> no, the and guy that you're the guy that you're <laughs> supporting by making fun of the guy who was out exercising. Right. Donald Trump would have died an hour into that ride. <laughs> he would have. He would have had a heart attack. And again, please don't write me. I'm not wishing him death. That's why right. he doesn't go on bikes for two hours. Right. Because he can't. No. That's why he takes a golf cart when he plays golf and doesn't walk. That's why he needs someone to walk him down a ramp because yeah. he can't even walk down. Did a you ramp. see him walk down the ramp? Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy you want to be king. Exactly. That's the guy. Yeah, but they just, I don't know, there's this weird disconnect. And I think, do, let me ask you this. Do you think that the reason that we're in this, I mean, I know that there's a huge, there's a big recipe of why we are where we are. And it's not just one thing. I mean, obviously, Barack Obama, a black 
president who was incredibly he was a great president and even if you even if you don't love everything he did overall in the history books he's going to go down as one of our better presidents but he happened to have darker skin and that just freaked out too many americans but do you think right now what what's going on i mean that we've got the republican party and we already know that the leadership has a different kind of mindset than the base so like where the base is concerned do you think that we are where we are because of racism specifically is like a control and racism or do you think there's some that they've been brainwashed and this not where do you think this is coming from i don't know that it's all racism i think that race plays a part of it whether it's traditional racism or not i think it's fear mm-hmm. of uh of having to compete for your place in society mm-hmm. most of the people that are supporters of trump are you know, like many Americans, just holding on by their fingernails mm-hmm. to the American dream, right? And they are now concerned that that dream is now available to more people, and they can't compete. Well, and that's it. it's yeah, really it's that the makes opposite sense. of it's opposite of capitalism, right? right. They want to block out that competition. Mm-hmm. They want to appear to be a rung above the ladder mm-hmm. than others that are now part of it, whether they be black or Latino or gay trans people that they used to be able to not have to compete with mm-hmm. now you know you're going for a job and and you're competing with people who you know who you wouldn't have had to, your your parents wouldn't have had to compete right. with yeah and and you're and you're feeling where's my place in society i didn't go to college i didn't yeah. you know if you look at who's supporting him i mean it's not you know remember he said it i love the uneducated right um it is people who uh you know used to be whose father got a job working in a factory and was able to have a, a home and raise kids and put their kids through college and, and now that's different mm-hmm. now you're competing with more people i think there's a fear and it's not an un, it's not an unreasonable fear right mm-hmm. it's a rational fear but the fear is what what, what, the, what they're directing it at the wrong people they should be directing it at the, the structure that makes it harder for people to earn their living instead yeah. they're 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 directing it at people who are in the same exact situation they're in yeah they're trying to get the, the american dream for themselves right so you know they want to like blame uh you know they want to blame the immigrant they want to blame the person of color mm-hmm. uh they're looking for somebody to, to 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 lash out with because it's harder for them to make the american dream it's like that you know there's this cartoon out there where there's like a, a very wealthy businessman who's got a big plate of cookies and then there is a a worker who has a cookie, mm-hmm. and then there's an African American man sitting across from the cookie from the from the from the man with one cookie with no cookie on his plate, and the businessman turns to the guy with one cookie and goes, "He's trying to take your cookie." Yeah, right, which is ridiculous. Right, and you that's be perfect. Yeah, perfect cookies. illustration. Right. Wow. So do you think uh, the last question I want to ask, and I know we don't have a lot of time, so just real quick. I mean, there's all this uh, talk about Jimmy Thomas and, you know, we're seeing people on Twitter specifically saying that he has to step down or recuse himself. And I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. So where do you see I know that she said she was going to talk to the committee. So where do you see this going with Jenny Thomas? Jenny Thomas will not talk to the committee. Let's be clear. She says she's looking forward to it. Okay, go do it now. <laughs> go this week. What's what's stopping you? Right? She's not gonna she's not gonna talk to the committee. He's not gonna recuse himself. You know, Justice, you know, uh, Thomas is not gonna recuse himself. Justice Chief Justice Roberts can't make him resign, mm-hmm. but he sure as hell can ask him to. Right. And he should. And he should do it publicly. Yeah. And so should the other 
uh, eight justices. Mm -hmm. It's kind of ridiculous. And, and look, you look at the, the vote. There was a vote to release uh, documents relating to January 6th mm -hmm. from the White House. And the Supreme Court voted eight, not eight to one to release the documents. The one vote against releasing the documents was Thomas. <laughs> right. Because his wife was included yeah. in the documents. Yeah. And that is kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It makes a mockery of the court. And he should he should resign. He won't. He should recuse. He won't. Right. He should be impeached and removed. That won't happen either. Mm -hmm. And that's what sucks about this thing right now. Yes, that is the uncomfortable truth of our country and where we are because the power of the people. Yeah, I think Joe Biden should take this as a, an excuse to add another justice to the court. Yeah, I, w I would like to see that. And and I guess evidently it just takes doesn't it just take fifty votes to do that? If you were going to nominate somebody, like would would they have? Do you know if they would have to do any kind of procedural thing to get a tenth justice on there? No, I think you could just do it. Wow, I wonder why he's not. Tradition. I don't know. Tradition. Democrats follow tradition. Yeah. If this was a Republican administration, oh my God, we've had forty five judges, put thirty yeah. judges on <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. Screw us all. <laughs> Oh, Chris, you know, I love your New York energy. It's so very specific. Yeah. It's so New York. And it's like you can just hear it in your voice. Um, well, it's, it's, I've been working to get rid of this accent my entire life so I could be better nationally. <laughs> it's not really so much an accent. It's just a vibe. You have like the yeah. New York vibe. And and I do. I genuinely appreciate it. And I like I like your takes and I love having you on. I know you got to go because you're busy and you're like you're going to be on everything. So <laughs> before you go, tell us where to find you. Well, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. I'm not political on Instagram, just pictures of my dogs mostly. <laughs> uh, sometimes some pictures of my daughter playing soccer. Uh, and then uh, ChristopherHahn.com. I'm on News Nation a whole lot. I'm on Fox a little bit now, then not as much as used to be. I'm on Fox <laughs> Business usually once or twice a week. Uh, and I'm on the radio a lot. So just uh, follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, and the Aggressive Progressive Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And of course, you can find me, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget the extra E. My books are on Amazon. Thank you, Chris. We will talk to you next time. Thank you, Kimberly. Bye-bye.